Happy Wednesday, everyone, and welcome to the Libra Lounge with Keisha podcast. I don't know what um, number episode this is. 113. I don't really think that anybody cares about what number episode it is, except for producer James. It's one of those, it's one of those mornings that usually y'all see me with like a can of some kind of clear diet drink. This morning requires the hard stuff. Um, gotta have a skinny vanilla latte. But I will be glad. As much money that Starbucks makes, you would think that they would have more flavors that are skinny. Like they only have skinny vanilla flavoring. I personally don't like vanilla. <laughs> you know, I don't. But it's the only place you can go to to get a skinny version of a yummy treat. But, I mean, I might want, like, skinny strawberry latte or, you know, uh, ginger, skinny gingerbread latte. Just why does it got to be vanilla? Like, I think vanilla is the only one that like the sweetener doesn't affect. Yeah. But it, that goes back to what I said previously <laughs> with all the money that Starbucks. Okay. Starburst, Starburst, Starburst flavored lattes. Will be good Starburst. Too. Yes. As much money as I donate <laughs> to Starbucks for a year. Just with that alone, they can create some new sugar-free flavors. They need to do some research. They really do. Hire me to do it, but I need a work-from-home position. You need to get, like, the Diabetes Foundation to partner up and do that. I'm surprised that doesn't happen, but I will say this. You know, Starbucks is pretty quick to action whenever they're called out, called out oh. on social media. So maybe I will put that down because here's the thing. It used to not matter to me what skinny drink Starbucks had because I just drank whatever. I was at the point I was drinking one, uh, what is it? It's like a Frappuccino. It was, it yeah, was, it was some kind it was like of. A, one of the 1,000 calorie drinks. Yeah, and I <laughs> was drinking two venti ones of them a day for like a week. And James is like. That's a whole meal. I mean, that's a whole day's worth, worth of, of food in one drink. And he's like, do you know how much money you spent at Starbucks this week? And have you noticed how much your face is broken out? Have you noticed your waistline isn't quite the same? Yeah. So then I became diabetic. <laughs> uh, really badly diabetic. So that's when I, you know, had to really start digging for healthier drink choice, especially drinks. You know what I mean? Because people don't realize how much sugar is in like a regular drink. Oh yeah. And let me tell you, I was going through a case of Fanta pineapple in two days by myself. That's probably how it all, the diabetes started. <laughs> if, you still have all your toes. I know, right? <laughs> so anyway, Starbucks, y'all can do a little bit better. People all over the world risk their jobs, risk being late to their jobs, just so we can sit in the Starbucks. I cannot say Star. I cannot say it right today. I've called it Starburst, Starbrooks, Starbrooks, Chartreuse. Um, Charcuterie. Yes, Charcuterie. Um, Y'all can do better with this. We risk our lives, our jobs, every morning to be in that drive-through line. And all the only skinny version we can get is vanilla. Maybe hazelnut they have, but I don't want hazelnut either. I want the exotic flavors like y'all have for everything else. 
That's just how I feel. Anywho, so um, we all know what time it is. It is time for The Gap. We know she has a really big mouth, which sounds kind of dirty, and that's probably true, too. Let's gossip The Gap with Keisha. All right, all right, all right. Uh, So we all know that last Friday... Hip hop artist, star, DMX has been around for ever in like my age group. Like when, like DMX was hot when we really got grown, grown, where we could go ahead and cuss the lyrics like him. Like that's how long DMX has been around us. Uh, he's he has struggled hard over the years, especially with substance abuse. And I'm willing to bet a little bit of alcohol because he's done a few, more than a few stints at rehab. I think someone said like 15. Look, if you have been to rehab 15 times, there needs to be some honesty, okay? Uh, Mr. X, (laughs) we're not sure what you have in your blood, in your system. And he's like, cocaine, (laughs) you know, like liquor in his veins, but he just cannot get it together. Well, sadly, on Friday, which I want to say DMX, you know, he did the verses. Is that how you say it? It's verses. Verses? Verses. But they have a Z in there. Verses. Verses. He did one with Snoop Dogg. I believe he was working on a new album and tour. I mean, so when you have all this good stuff going on in your life, there's no way to really celebrate it than with cocaine or crack. That's what DMX did. Unfortunately, it caused a heart attack. Uh, He OD. He's been in the hospital since Friday. It's not looking good at all. It's it's he's in a vegetative vegetative. Oh man, we're fixing to really have a hard show today with the with with the language. No, just the pronunciation of regular words. Um, he's been on life support. Uh, a vegetative state. Not to change the subject, but real quick. When I was a little kid and I would hear vegetative state, in my brain, the person was like turned into a carrot. No, seriously, I really thought that. I was like, oh my God, that's really odd. But for those of you who don't know what it means either, it's basically you're brain dead, you're on life support. He's been on life support. This whole time, I want to say they took him off life support one time and he continued to breathe on his own, but then they put him back on life support. So I don't know if he like put up a little, a, a little flag that let them know that's enough. Need a little help. Need a little help. Put me back on. I thought I saw somebody say that he had uh, could be revived like three times before they got him stabilized. I just, it, it, it I, and I hate to say this, but he's gone. I, I think yeah. he's gone. Today they are doing, which here. If I were his family, I would probably do the same thing. Today, they're doing some um, other brain testing that is really going to give them a complete answer. But there's been very, very little brain activity because he probably, I I don't remember if he was alone or what, but he probably went without oxygen for a bit. Cocaine has that. That's one of the side effects of cocaine is the lack of oxygen especially when it gives you a heart attack and you pass out. You know, and I, I I made a post yesterday on our social media, and it was like, did DMX not get the memo left behind by Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston, and Prince? When our asses hit 45, and I'm going to say 45, but we really should stop at 40. 
we can't do those kind of drugs anymore. The only drugs that we should be doing are weed and bare aspirin. <laughs> That's I'm serious. Now think about it. Would a DMX would have had some bare aspirin? That could have helped him with that heart attack. That's true. I mean, it's really, really true. Our bodies are not of just. Of course, it's really hard to snort. It uh, is. Aspirin. It is. He might even. I mean, what was the last week? What was it? The eyes that bear. Put it in your eyes. Liquefy it. Put it in your eyes. It gets in your system quicker. Um, it's you. Our bodies cannot take all of that. And, and these are people who have been using drugs for years. They've got access to all the good stuff. And no one tells them no. Can you imagine DMX telling somebody he wants five lines of Coke and they said no? No, 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 no. I, that's not the right oh, one. Oh, DMX? That was Master P. Shit. Wow. Um, it's Mercury and Retrograde or something like that because this, he just, leave the blackness to me. Yes, ma'am. All right. If we have any need for heavy metal or country facts, we'll come to you. Um, but since he so wrongly attached a masterpiece song to DMX, for those of you who don't know, you know, DMX was part of the Rough Riders when they came out. He really put Rough Riders on the scene. He, he had a, a, a new voice. It's like, damn, he's rapping. But it was kind of like when Samuel L. Jackson says, anything i did it and i hope they burn it out like is that octave all the time for dmx and he's rapping so it's like i don't know if i like this but i feel like if i don't stop if i stop bopping he might punch me in the face or something like that so you know um he just came he just came hard just with the I mean, you're the really like a rough he's voice. got a rough voice yeah. you know what i mean um just all all the time and I want to say DMX has like 30 kids. Okay, no, he doesn't. He has 15 <laughs> kids by different women. So it was, it was actually really sad because he's 50 years old. I mean, he had no plans on slowing down, which crack and cocaine probably helped him with that too as far as trying to keep up. But it slowed him all the way down. Um, it's sad. You know, the, that, you know, he was part of... I want to say that motorcycle club, mm -hmm. you know, and so a lot of his, uh, what do you call it when you, what do you call it when you're in bi a biker gang, not a biker gang? Um, a motorcycle club. Motorcycle club. But that sounds so like tots, like little kids, <laughs> like toddlers on their first little. Well, no, even the Sons of Anarchy was the uh, uh, Sam Crow motorcycle club. It just so. sounds super. It's actually the Hell's Angels motorcycle club. Yeah, I mean, when you put the club at the end, it takes away from the hell part. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it really does. Anyway, so hundreds of people, including family members, fans, motorcycle club, there's a picture of it. They did a prayer vigil outside of DMX's hospital uh, room. And it's just, it's sad. It's like, here we go again. People that are like our age group, people who are giants to our age group, are dying. It's, it seems like when drugs were really at their height was about when we were kind of in our late teenage to early adult right. years. New drugs. New, yeah, new drugs. New drugs. Yeah. And now the people that started it then are finally it's catching there, it's up just, to them. You just can't do it to your body. Not, your body's not designed for those kind of things. Those are chemicals. 
Just like no one can stay on chemo forever, you cannot stay on crack forever. <laughs> Not forever. You're damaging things. Like, you really are. And it's just, when you get to that edge, it's kind of like, I got to make a choice. Look, I'm telling you, weed is great. Hey, Snoop Dogg is still going strong. And I, that's, there's your prototype. And here's the thing. You, you, I'm going to take it all the way back to the 80s when we had the giants of music. Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston, Prince. They all died from drugs. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, but then you have Madonna and you have, um, not George Michael. Well, the entire Boy George. Was, oh, Boy George, yeah. They quit at a certain point. Yeah. They were like, you know what? <laughs> kind of grew up. Uh, it may be time to, I don't know, switch it. Let's be, let's practice Kabbalah. Let's yoga. Let's do Pilates. Um, spiritual. Those are the things we're supposed to get addicted to in our 40s and 50s. <laughs> like stamp collecting. Yes, that's, that is when you're like, you know, it comes a time in every man's life that you have to make big decisions. And you just cannot do crack. Like, we're already, at, at age 50, you're already fighting the onset of arthritis, uh, memory loss. Uh, and you're black, so you got the high blood pressure. High blood pressure. The, uh, weight fluctuation, is that correctly? Child used? sport. Damn, that, you know what? He ain't dead, y'all. He hiding. <laughs> DMX, I got you. I would do the same motherfucking shit, too. I'm like, I'm in the hospital. Vegetative state. Wait, I can't say that. Uh, he, he, like, blink. I'm blinking. Uh, blink. Yeah, 15 kids, child support. If you look at DMX's net worth right now, it is negative $1 million. It is. And I'm not even joking. I swear, oh I looked God. it up yesterday. It is negative $1 million. That's all that crack. And all those kids. Oh, who are the women getting pregnant by DMX? DMX... Anybody who wants crack. <laughs> I guess. D yes, DMX is, um, that's a good person to be attached to. Oh, yeah, I know DMX. Not necessarily the type of person you want to breed with. I don't know. The baby comes, ah, ah, making me lose my mind up in here. Can y'all imagine when DMX dies? Okay, this is it. Picture this if you can. DMX, he gonna be like, he got his promoters, he got his hype man and everything. He's about to go through the gates, right? The pearly gates. He's like, y'all gonna make me lose my mind up in here. And Jesus will be like, take that shit back down there. <laughs> We're not doing that up here. No, 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 no. You're gonna have a seat. We're gonna work on your voice. You're gonna find God. We, don't bring all that work out of shit up in here. No, 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 no. That's just how I picture uh, DMX going into heaven with Tim's on. Stomping and shit. With a hype man. With a hype man. Had to be. And a hype man had to be killed just to go with Wait, him. Wait, who's the, who's the one that does the the horn, the angel? Oh, Is it Gabriel? Gabriel. Okay. In all seriousness, I I you know me. I use comedy as my way to get through everything. But I, I'm I'm a little bit shook at it. I kind of wonder what the brain test is going to be. Are they going to like play one of his songs, and if he bobs his head, he's okay? I don't know. I, I'm kind of wondering too. Like, kind of, I guess how, however they t regularly test brain activity. This is a more intense one, and I probably, I'm probably sh guessing. I was going to say I'm probably sure, but no, that's a lie. I'm guessing that the reason why they're doing this is because when they there is a little bit of brain activity, 
I would do the same thing too. If it yeah. were my loved one, I'd be like, do run everything that you can until you tell me there's just nothing else. Or until the check clears. I don't know. He's going to pay them hospital bills. If you negative $1 million and you've got 15 kids, that hospital, you're not about to get a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> just pull the plug. It's mercy. I mean, just I, I, after today, be like, look, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so I, I do. I, my heart does break for his family, especially his kids. He's got some little kids. And I'm sure he's got a litter of grandkids. Oh, and probably great grandkids too. It depends on how early he started and how early his kids got started. Well, I'm, I don't think he's a great grandpa. I don't know. I'm just thinking when he started and knowing the trends. <laughs> I don't know. I saw um, a picture of DMX from I want to say because he's been kind of in the news a lot if you think about it before this incident <laughs> yeah. happened. And, you know, he, DMX has always worn his hair very, very close shaved. And so I guess he hadn't gotten a fresh haircut. So some of it was gray. And he just looked like Danny Glover to me. I was like, damn, how DMX looking like Danny Glover at the end of the color purple? But okay, okay. All right, so moving right along to our favorites, the Kardashian clan. They have been in the news for numerous reasons the last couple of days. One of them being that Kim uh, has officially been listed by Forbes as being a billionaire. I, I, How? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm so sick of people saying that they are a billionaire, and then a week later, if someone's like, no, they're not a billionaire. I, don't, I mean, are they mixed? Because they said Kanye was a billionaire about a month ago. Then they said he wasn't. So now Kim is, is they, are, are they combining their money still? I don't know. I don't know. Lots of times that just goes by, like, if you have a bunch of stock in your own company. Right. And if the stock value goes above a billion, let's say, they'll say, well, if you sold everything, you'd be a billionaire. But you don't have, like, a billion dollars in cash. And people, that's, it's the same thing with net worth. It doesn't mean that's what you have in the bank. Exactly. No, it just means that if you were to, what, liquidate? Yep. Everything, this is how much money you'd have. Unless you're DMX, because it's a negative a million dollars. All right, so Khloe Kardashian, all the Kardashians had to spring into action over the Easter holiday weekend because during their Easter celebration, a photo was accidentally put out of Khloe, which it was caught in a matter of minutes, like single-digit minutes and had to be taken off but of course with social media it's out there so chloe there was a picture of chloe in a bikini and it was unedited so there's a picture of her unedited that everyone well okay not everyone the kardashians are freaking out about because they didn't get a chance to touch it up and there she is to me she looks good but she sure is looking like sydney simpson a little bit with no makeup on that's oj's daughter <laughs> She don't look like Khloe Kardashian. In this we don't know what Khloe looks like anymore. I mean, exactly. she's been in the, I mean, they base, her face changes with every picture. And I get it, different makeup looks, but you look like a different person. Her face kind of has a not as messed up Mama June kind of a. She's got that weird nose. And then she's got always had like the kind of weird shaped lips, uh, even when they're wide, not plumped up. Broad jaw. Uh, yeah, I mean, to me, her body looks great. She looks good. Um, well. It looks good. Looks okay. For her, how old is she? Is she in her 20s? She's in her 30s. 
Okay. Yeah, she I looks really good. She, done. you can tell she works out. You can tell she's had a little bit of work done. She's had kids, right? She had one. Okay. Um, but no, 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 no. This is not how the Kardashians want to be seen. Um, so Kim actually was the person who lied and got in touch with someone on Instagram, a higher up, about taking the picture down. So the picture got taken down. But really, with all that's going on in the world. The fact that none of y'all can keep a man, this is what y'all are concerned about? <laughs> this? I mean, she looks good. I think more people would relate to her. They would relate to this version of Chloe a lot better than the version of Chloe that's on that new migraine headache commercial because <laughs> her face looks unreal. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing. You're, you're damaging both ways because on the one hand, you're setting an unrealistic uh, expectation of beauty. Yeah. On the flip side, when you actually see what the person really looks like, now you're damaging every bit of credibility and everything else about body image. Right. You know? Yeah. It, you know, the Kardashians, on one hand, you have Chloe who had to show revenge, revenge body, which is basically teaching people, you know, once they go through a breakup or have a bad experience in life, they go and they start working out, which is what she did whenever Lamar Odom was in a coma. She started working out heavily as like her way of a sense of relief, which I don't get that. I don't get why people say they feel so great after work. I feel lightheaded after a workout. I feel nauseated. I feel mad at the world. I don't get this euphoric feeling that some people do, but Chloe did, and this is the product of that. So I'm assuming, let me just guess why they didn't want this. Let me guess how they would edit this. Of course, they're going to make everything smooth. It's going to look like not real skin. It's going to look like the photo was taken with like a layer of Vaseline on the lens, okay? Uh, I'm sure they would probably try to emphasize her six-pack a little bit more. Well, they'd create one. Yeah, because she actually does not really have, uh, she's got a flat stomach, but she does not have a six-pack. No, you can you can see where she was once pregnant. I mean, because she's got that little bit of a, a little kind of a pad. Okay, her thighs. Of course, we know there would be a huge thigh gap because the Kardashians they don't like for their thighs to get to know each other at all. They like them separated and spread apart. Um, I'm I'm thinking on her face they would smooth things out a little bit because we all know that Chloe contours the heck out of her nose. Oh, they would chisel her face like a stone. Yeah, they like that boxy, chiseled, almost manly look. I, I, I feel like this was not a big deal at all. Yes, she's going to get negative comments, no matter if it's a highly edited photo or photos such as this. But, again, I just don't feel like this was just that big of a deal that this got released on accident. Well, I mean, if your entire net worth is based on your looks. How, on how you're perceived to look then right yeah. i mean what does this mean for everything she's done model or everything else yeah i mean if i were in her position i would have an expectation of how i looked and that's how i would want it to be presented all the time but it's funny because they have all taken natural photos before but let me tell you a lot of makeup and a lot of photo editing goes into natural photos you know what I mean? They still put on a, a lot of makeup, but it is makeup to make it look like they're not wearing makeup, which is like the weirdest shit to me, but women do it all the time. 
and that was the case. I, I, to me, I think she's more of an inspiration like this, and especially if you do a before and after photo of how she looked when we first met the Kardashians to this photo right here. I think she looks great, and I think she... This is why people have a hard time with the Kardashians being role models to girls. Yes. Because of things like that. Like, you can't have it both ways. No, you can't be a, an inspiration for women and then be a completely manufactured woman. And afraid and still have low self-esteem about how you look, clearly. Yeah, ex yeah exactly. You can't, you can't tell girls, be proud of yourself and who you are, when, when you freak out when who you really are is out there to see that, you, that those messages do not match i mean Chloe, we all know you have low self-esteem that's why you keep going back to fucking koala bear tristan thompson all the time <laughs> we know that you struggle it is okay but this is not a struggling photo right here i i i i don't know what they want to look like i not this i you know i don't know i i think they i think they want to look like every fad that comes across they want to have a big ass mm -hmm. they want to have big tits they want to be slim thick yeah. They want to have high cheekbones. Yeah. They want to have dark skin, darker features. Yeah. Like they want to look like what you would put together if you said, here's a bunch of parts, make a model. And then they're still not happy once you do that. No, they're not happy at all. No. Because that's not them. I, I, I guess not. Uh, when we get back, we are going to talk about Mariah Carey's new book and why her siblings are both suing her because of it. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Leave Lounge with Future podcast. I want to remind you guys to follow us on social media. You can find all of our shows on Facebook and on our YouTube channel. You can listen to the show anytime on iTunes, uh, but follow us on Facebook and Instagram, and you can listen to the show and subscribe to our YouTube channel, iTunes, TuneIn app, Laughable app, and iHeartRadio. All right, so you guys know that I love, 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 love to read. I'm not able to do it as much as I used to, but currently I'm reading Mariah Carey's new book called, entitled, uh, The Meaning of Mariah. I can see her saying it like Mariah, uh, which is surprisingly a really good book. I mean, I know, I, and I know you know that Mariah Carey did not just sit down in front of a typewriter and bang out all of this story. She had to have some, some help because, I mean, when you take Xanax all day and have champagne at the same time, you cannot just write a memoir. You just, you can't. Um, anyways, so her book is actually really good. It tells a lot about her backstory, more than we've ever really heard her backstory. Like we knew that she grew up poor. We knew she grew up, there were some issues being mixed race. But man, was her family is crazy. Um, you know, she's got the white mom, she's got the Afro-Latin dad, and they've got three kids. She's got an older sister. I um, can't remember her older sister's name. She's got an older brother, too. I don't know why I always look at Producer James and I can't remember something, because I know he can't read my mind. But anyway, her two older siblings, they were, you know, more of a caramel complexion, dark hair. Then you have Mariah, who comes out basically, I mean, her skin tone's white. She's got, you know, honey blonde hair. Um, and this was back during the 50s and 60s, and they got tormented. I mean, their dog got poisoned. Uh, their house got broken into because, you know, they were an interracial family. Um, you know, this did lead to her parents getting a divorce, and 
Mariah's mom was like, this one is mine. So you have to wonder, like, was she more possessive over Mariah because Mariah looked more white? Which I can understand that because that would be a lot easier for a white woman during that time to have a kid who looked like Mariah on her side that, you know, most people probably would never think twice about what her ethnicity was. But um, her brother and older brother and sister really struggled. Her brother was beyond abusive. I mean, so bad that he and the dad got into a fight and the police had to be called to break them up. Her sister turned to drugs and prostitution at an early age. Um, they were dirt poor. Mariah lived with her mom. And I never knew into this book that Mariah's relationship with her mom was strained. I mean, her mom, the poor girl, her mom didn't know how to do her hair. So her hair was always wild and curly and tangled. But her mom would say it was bohemian. And Ross like, fuck that. It's bohemian for you because, you know, you're white and you just brush your hair and go. And if the wind blows, your hair blows with it. But Mariah was not. It was so bad that she had made friends with some girls. I want to say in junior high school. And, you know, Mariah's from, you know, the New York area. And the girl had a sleepover. So all the girls um, got picked up, taken to the Hamptons. And these girls did all of this just so they could lock Mariah in a room and say, we know you're a nigger. And kept calling her a nigger. I was like, oh, my God. So mean girls were doing shit like this way back in the day? Like, that is, that is some deep-rooted hate right there. Yeah, it is. To, like, plan something. Like, I can't even figure out what the fuck to eat for dinner most nights. Like, they concocted a full plan. Like, they traveled with it. That's, they traveled. It's either the best or the worst sleepover ever. I, I think it was probably the, the worst sleepover ever. Um, Mariah's dad was really hard, and he struggled a lot because, you know, he had been in the military, and being a black man, and you, 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 your kids are kind of all over the place. Um, it, it, was, it was bad. And then, you know, it goes on to the part where she meets Tommy Matola. We get her first album, and everyone's like, oh, my God, who's this girl? So I didn't realize, okay, so if you think about Mariah Carey now, she almost always wears her hair straight, like bone straight. And so she mentions in the book when she came out, she's like, I don't know if anyone noticed that. For a long time, my hair is always in curls or in ringlets. That was because Tommy Matola and crew didn't want people to think that she was mixed race. They really wanted to pass her off as white. So they figured that they would just keep the hair curly because if they straighten it, which is kind of weird when you think about it, because you would think, with the straightened hair, she will look more white. But I guess to them... That is a good point. I remember seeing the cover for... Uh, was it the, the album that had Emotion? Uh-huh. It. It's curly. Yeah, it was curly. Yeah. It was, I mean, she looked like a, a curly white girl. Yeah. I, I, mean, I mean, and for years, I was like, man, I wish Mariah would wear her hair straight. But she really had a complex... I mean, wear her hair curly. She really had a complex because she didn't have a choice. Um, they didn't want her to sing certain kinds of songs. They wanted to pass her off as a white girl who could, who sounded black, who had all these notes, uh, which she got that from her mom. Her mom was, a, you know, a, I'm not going to say a famed opera well, she singer, was an opera, she but was she was an opera, opera singer. So, you know, Mariah, oh, Allison is her sister. Allison can even eat, sing a little bit. I mean, but years and years of smoking and alcohol, Sounds like being prostitution. Cyrus, blow jobs her voice is, is, is like creamy and smooth like mariah's okay <laughs> creamy so you know her her siblings are very upset with her because she wrote her truth but her part of her truth 
is telling about them. So they're both suing her. So that tells you right there how toxic the relationship is. You know, they kind of expect the Mariah. I mean, Mariah, was, she said she was abused by her siblings. Her, her sister tricked her out. Her sister tried, yeah, her sister tried to pimp her out to her pimp. She was grooming Mariah to be a young prostitute. And this was when Mariah was a kid, you know? And she was like, I, I never felt safe. There was not, never a place that I felt safe. She said, even when she was recording demos right before she got her music contract, she's like, I had four shirts, four, and I rotated them all, had one pair of shoes. They were my mom's. I mean, they were poor like really, really poor. And it just makes you kind of, you know, you see the diva who is Mariah, but she still carries so many things from that. Plus she's bipolar, which she came out, what, a few years ago with that. Uh, it's crazy. So I'm at the part of the book right now where she's still married to Tommy. She's about to get a divorce and she has started seeing Derek Jeter. Ooh, yeah. Okay. And so it's funny because she has written these songs and a lot of them were inspired by Derek Jeter, which we knew they dated, but I ha didn't know how m very involved they were. But yeah, there's a quite a few songs on there that he is the inspiration behind. I mean, I forgot they dated. Yeah, because it was way, way back, yeah. way back. Uh, so yeah, it, I think she still got some issues. Uh, she's like, you know, I was never black enough. I was never white enough. Well, she fully identifies as a woman of color. She you know, says so that she's black, but she could easily be Meghan Markle and try to pass because <laughs> she looks more white than Meghan does. You know, so it really makes you feel bad. It makes you feel sorry because so many people with so we forget that these talented people who are just rock stars in our head, like they just have it all. They really go through something. She's like, I lived in this mansion and I want, and she called the mansion Sing Sing. That was her version of Sing Sing. She was like, I had all this stuff, all these clothes, all this, but I was a prisoner. I mean, Tommy Mottola had her followed everywhere. I mean, yeah, you kind of forget, like you said, and you forget that these people are still people, and some of them are terribly fragile because of what they went through before they became famous. And then you become famous. Everyone tells you yes. And then everything is now ten times more, quote-unquote, important exactly. on a fragile person. And then you have to have a public persona you know, so we all saw the shifts and changes with Mariah. You know, I'll never forget forget watching TRL back when it was still really TRL and uh, Carson Daly was the host. And I will never forget when she showed up. I, 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 can't, I can't remember if she was a scheduled guest. I'm going to assume she was. But she comes out with these tight little shorts on, a tank top, her hair in a tight ponytail, and she's pushing like an ice cream truck thingy like a dolly or trolley or what do you, what do, what do they call it I, just, I don't know <laughs> yeah of ice cream and everyone in the audience and carson was like do we clap is she gonna sing is it free ice cream is the ice cream free <laughs> do they take debit cards or is she only taking cash <laughs> what all flavors does she ha are all the flavors right there the stickers on the outside are these the flavors that you have today mariah it was just weird and that was, and then like a week later, she, they have put her in, not an institution, she, rehab for yeah. exhaustion. Because there's always exhaustion when you're a celebrity. Well, you're exhausted of doing so much shit. Yeah, including drugs. Yeah. Uh, was it, remember the, was it the um, Cribs or something? Like the interview she did in her house mm -hmm. that about the same time that just made her look kooky? She is very kooky. I think she's very kooky to begin with. 
I will say this. The most relatable that we, to me, that Mariah has ever been was when she was married to Nick Cannon. I think she was genuinely very, very, very happy. Didn't have the right spouse, but I think she just felt happy. Uh, that's when we got the emancipation of Mimi. That was all during that same time frame right there. Oh, that was when Honey came out? like the, uh, the Honey, she was still married to Tommy, but Honey was oh. the first CD that she had control over everything. Oh. Like, the, if you think about the video with Honey, she's got on, like, the tight gold bathing suit. It's kind of like a Bond girl. Tommy would have never. But, but didn't she do a movie? Glitter. Glitter. That's I don't glitter. think she liked to talk about that movie. Okay, anymore. but that was when she was still with Nick Cannon, I think, right? I think that was before Nick Cannon. Okay. I want to say that was before Nick Cannon. Um, you know, she was really into hip-hop music. And, oh, I just read this part last night that on Honey, you know, there's the rap part with Mace. And I want to say Puffy's on there, too. Well, that was so, supposed to be Biggie. But he got killed right before they were supposed to go in studio to oh, record wow. that. Yeah, so that it's a lot different. of... It's a lot of interesting things in here where you just think that this girl has been this total diva all her life, and she's really fragile and has been fragile, fragile from, from childhood. She went from one type of abuse to under Tommy Mottola's control, which, I mean, like she, he, she couldn't even really go to the bathroom alone. Everything she did, he had people watching her. Which is a different kind of Kind abuse. of abuse, yes. Yeah. And she was scared. You know, she never knew how what mood he was going to be in. Was he going to affect her career? Because he had control of everything. And she finally just said, I don't care. I'm leaving. This is it. I mean, I think that's when she's like, I'm fucking Mariah Carey. I can, do, I can do this. And then she was like, we live in this mansion, you know, that everyone says is Tommy's mansion. She's like, I paid for half of that mansion. And all this time, you know, I think back, I was like, oh, I thought she was some princess living in this castle. And she was like, no. I mean, her mom was kind of a shit, too. The girl just didn't get any break. She didn't have a good, strong family unit, which is why people like her always have all these assistants. Oh, yeah. People that they have to pay to, you know what I mean? They kind of pay for that attention. They pay yes. for that, that reinforcement. They, yes. they kind of pay for what a family should have provided yes except your these people are on your payroll so you're really that's it, it, it's scary because they are afraid to be honest be honest and then also be rejected sure you know what i mean um so I, I i get it but it is a good read it has taken me forever to read but it's not because of the book it's because of me but mariah carey's book is really really Good. I mean, I, I guess we're going to go through everything. I mean, I was surprised that she was honest about Derek Jeter. I didn't realize that that was intertwined with her marriage. Like, they didn't have sex before she got divorced, but they were, you know, having secret meetings, talking. I mean, she would have to do a plan of action just to sneak away to make a phone call because that's how much Tommy controlled everything. I'd be damned if somebody named Tommy going to control anything I do. Cause you just think of Tommy boy. Yeah, you do. You just, I don't, I don't, I don't know. So another thing, uh, this doesn't have anything to do with Mariah Carey, but this comes up, this subject comes up every few years. And I want to say that it's funny because when it comes up, I think about when I first saw this and how I thought I felt about it. And then I saw it again last week and I'm totally different. 
women getting down on one knee to ask a man to marry them. I'm not going to even get down on one knee to give a guy a blowjob. You can't bring it up to my level. You don't want it. You're not getting it. So I'll be damned if I'm going to get down on a knee with a ring and ask some fucking sorry ass man to marry me. No. Now, once upon a time, I said, okay. I said, yes. Women, you take that power. You take that control. No. Women, this is why these men are so fucking sorry. This, this is why. Because we do things like this. This woman was on her knee in front of a crowd of people and asked her boyfriend to marry her. No. That's sad. No. I mean, I, I, most of the time women are ready for marriage before men. And that's when you start dropping your hints. If you don't marry me by April 14th of 2022, I'm leaving, period. There you go. But now we're going out finding engagement rings for men? See, you know, this is that thing where we keep saying men and women are exactly the same. We're equal. We're not the same. We're equal, but we are not the same. I have, I have to actually agree with producer James on this. No. This is why men trample all over women and i am a feminist i believe that women can do just about everything a man can do uh we can i mean we we women can fuck other women with a strap on you know what i mean there's there, but we're still not a man i i just think there's some traditions that we should stick with and i'm tired of men getting there we're letting them off the hook for so many things and then applying attaching feminism onto it Thank you. I so agree. Every time that Thank God he agrees. <laughs> well, the man agrees. Um, <laughs> the no, emancipated time, man. Emasculated. Yeah. yeah. But every time a woman lets a guy off of doing something that should be righteously masculine, just, you know, because, well, I don't need you to do that for me. Okay, well, you've let him off of something that he should be doing. Yeah. There is a level of elevation that has to happen on both sides. Yeah, and, and I feel as though women are so afraid to be single, women are so afraid to hit a certain age and not be married that they're willing to do shit like this. Oh, that goes along with, well, I'm marrying myself. Well, Ugh. that's not legal, and it's, it's not... the stupidest thing Yeah, and I think it's very mentally unhealthy. Um, what does that even mean? I don't even know. That you, it's been so long since you've been in a relationship, this is what you have resorted to. Is that the same thing as saying, I haven't had sex in so long, I'm re-virginizing myself? There's no I'm such thing as re-virginizing. You are practicing celibacy. Yeah. Like, we, we're changing the definition of things. You cannot re-virgin yourself. Like. <laughs> well, I've heard that, though. Like, I've heard people can do something, even religiously, to say, well, now I've, yes. I've, I've now, I'm a virgin again or something. No, you know, you're, you're a retired whore. It's what you are, okay? You're a retired whore. I know you can go now and get that vaginal rejuvenation, which they tighten up your your hole. That's because you're a retired whore. That's just a tune-up. Yeah. Us average women, we don't need to have that done. You know why? Because we never had a life of whorism. You did. You and Stop saying re-virginize. That is some of the stupidest shit that I've ever heard in my life. You yep. take away the... Once again... You are changing the meaning of something because your lifeline has not conformed to how it's supposed to be. Okay, you fucked 35 guys. Okay. But you can't say, you know what, I want to be reversionized. No, no. 
Just say, you know what? I fucking, ha I have fucked 35 guys. My shit's loose. Let me go get it tightened up. Because that is really what you're doing. Well, I mean, that's the same as, you know, driving a car for 100,000 miles. <laughs> you have a little tune-up. Yes, you got to get a tune-up. But you don't say, oh, I'm a re-brand new car. That's so dumb. <laughs> if you're a Pinto, you yeah, can't be a Ferrari. It, it's just, uh, stop changing things. It's okay to not be married. It's okay to not be in a relationship. I just, I mean, and at the end of the day, if you want to, if you want to ask your man to marry you, that's fine. Uh, but he gonna cheat on you because <laughs> <laughs> either because one of y'all's a bitch, y yeah, either him or you, yeah. And, I, and this picture is it was so sickening because it's this black, strong, cute woman down on a knee with the ring, and there's this buff black guy. It's like this shit just doesn't make any sense Wait at all. Wait a minute, they were both black. Yeah, I think more black women are doing it than any other. Yes. Okay, that blows my mind. Well, it's true. I could see, you know, some white hippie. You know, mm -mm. you know, hairy armpitted feminists doing that no. shit. But when you tell me a strong black woman is getting on her knee to beg something from a man, mm -hmm. ooh, no, I, uh -uh. I can't. I, 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 I just can't get with it. I really can't. It just seems some things are okay to be traditional, and women, women cannot understand why men are so lazy now. It's because we allow them to be lazy. Could you let us off the hook with everything? You don't, you know, I always thought women are supposed to elevate men above being pigs. Because mm -hmm. we're pigs by nature. So women are supposed to elevate us. Right. They're not supposed to, you know, and, and in doing that, women shouldn't try to act as piggish as men. Right. As a way to be equal. Right. Like you're, you you're supposed to make men better. Yeah. But you end up making us both worse by I trying mean, to be manly in those piggish ways. I mean, I'll beat the shit out of any man I'm with. And I don't know if that makes me mannish, piggish. That's just me. Because I'd beat the shit out of a woman if I was dating a woman, too. It's like, it's like I'm going to treat you all equally. It just makes you violent. <laughs> yes, and I'm okay with that. But you know what? Not violent enough to get on my fucking knee and ask some goddamn man to marry me. No! You would punch a man in the balls before you asked him to marry him just to get on one knee. Yes. Yeah. I, I would I would fucking rather choke on King Kong's balls <laughs> than to get on a knee and ask a man to marry me. And and in my head, this is this is the scenario in my head. They probably already have three point five kids together. He's got two from two other relationships that he's had. <laughs> He's still trying to have a rap career. <laughs> Baby, always that's why you're on a knee having to ask his ass to marry you. He is sorry as hell, and he's going to continue to be sorry as hell because him and probably his mama talk about my baby everything. My baby cleans up the kitchen. He does this. No, his fucking side chicks come over during the day, and after he dicks them down, they clean up your house and cook your meal. <laughs> this is it. I don't... I, ladies, please stop, 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 stop. But it's it's part of society's fault because we all say you have to be this by a certain age, that by a certain age, and hold your man to a standard, please. Yeah. Like that's the only way we're gonna get any better yeah. is if you actually make us accountable to be better. Yeah, I mean, I remember when I told producer James, I'm done with your bullshit. We ain't got to be nothing together. We don't have to be, and he really can't take one. I'm like, we don't even have to be friends. 
we can't even be friends. Nope. You know, <laughs> we, nope, we can't be. No. You either going to be in my life and do the right things or you can get to stepping. You know, women level up and don't let these men level you down. Thank okay. You. We don't. You know, I love Cardi, and you know I love Megan. But, I mean, we don't have to fake trib during the American Music Awards or the Grammys on stage or whatever. That was, you, y'all, you exude sex, uh, sexiness. You do not have to go that far on stage. It didn't even look choreographed correctly. And they're not lesbians. And they're not. So, Cardi, I think she did a little bit of everything. Well, I mean, um, but the point was is that they're sexy without doing all of that. Of like, course. sometimes, yeah, sometimes that's cool, but it was like they were trying so hard. Well, you know, yeah, because that show increasingly has to get ratings. And how do you get ratings? You do something crazy. Yeah, and here's the thing that I don't get. So we got to see them pretty much tripping live on stage, but Dr. Seuss looks... <laughs> Well, that's a th uh, yeah. We yeah. Somebody said we live in a time where Dr. Seuss is not allowed, but but WAP is the song of the year. Yeah, it's just it's 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 crazy. Look, it's room enough for all of us to be fucked up. Okay, we don't have to make it a competition. Not at all. All right. So when we get back from this break, I'm going to give the bitch please of the week from the Libra Lounge. Bitch, please. Rolling down the street, telling stories, bitch, you never tell the truth. Bitch, please. Everybody know you lying, bitch, because all you do is lie. Uh, Producer James and I would like to thank all of you for tuning in to this week's podcast. Remember, if you get time, feel free to leave us a review um, on iTunes. Look. You, you don't have to actually write shit down. You can just give us five stars and go on about your life, C.A. Clemens. I do have an update. No, what? Uh-uh. What? No, it's a good update. Okay. After that, that review, we got two other reviews that were glowing positive reviews. So. Thank you. Yes. And you know what, C.A. Clemens? So you can write whatever you want to because I don't fucking read the shit anyway. If producer James doesn't tell me, I don't fucking know it. You could have called me... The female version of Kong. I would have never seen it. I would have never known about it. But speaking of Kong, let me say this, because I don't want to do any spoilers, and I can't do a review without spoiling the movie, but go see Godzilla versus Kong. Both of them fucking earned WWE contracts. Vince! <laughs> Vince! Did you give them their contracts? You know what? I wonder if he really did give them a contract. If he going to have to give them, like, a really big pin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Kong, Kong and Godzilla did the damn thing. Storyline was weak, but it made up for it in all the action, and the action is nonstop. So what Wonder Woman 84 should have done, Godzilla and Kong did. Okay, Because you, you can have a weak storyline. Look, look at the Justice League. What was their first movie? Oh, yeah, Justice League. Uh, or uh, uh, Batman uh, vs. Superman? No. Um, Man of Steel? No. Um, uh, um. Um, um, Which one are you talking about? Had Harley Quinn and Will Smith in it. Oh, Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. That was, that was one of the fucking worst scripts in history. But it had lots of action. So. Yeah, kind of made up. Look at all the Fast and the Furious movies. 
All of them. And you know, I think all of them should win a Grammy, I mean, an Oscar award for best movie. So if you're like me and you live your life one quarter mile at a time, go see Godzilla versus Kong. All right. I did good and I did not spoil the movie. Um, this is something that just, um, we're still living during the time of COVID. Correct. Are we, are we still living through COVID or is it something else that bats have given us? No, it's still here. We're living through times of COVID. We've got the vaccine. People are getting their vaccine. People are going to social media to report how they feel after they get their vaccines, which that's all great. But you know what's not fucking great and nor is it necessary? Because I thought that once you got your vaccination, this is something you had to do. But then I found out, no, you really don't. So. It turns out that you don't have to take a picture of your vaccination card and post it on social media to get vaccinated. So many people were doing that shit. I was like, oh, they, oh, it must be a requirement. Like you have to sign, say, I will post a picture of my COVID vaccination card and put it on social media. You don't have to do that. Just get your shot and fucking go. You know what I mean? Just go like you it is not and here's the thing my parents both my parents have done okay i'll take it back let the old people have this one young folks okay because old people are really proud of their vaccinations <laughs> i mean they really are i i don't know if it's because they're like i remember you know if it brings back memories or something but let we gonna let the old people do this let the old folks take a picture of their vaccination card with their full name on it, their address, their social security number, their date of birth, their blood type, their job scare. Like fucking people don't realize that there's other information on there that they're letting people see. I'm so surprised people were so like up in arms about the idea of a vaccine passport when you don't need a passport. Just go to your fucking Facebook. You've already got a picture of it there. That, I mean, <laughs> yes, it is true. Like you don't have to do it like they all look the same <laughs> i would rather you just take a video of you getting the shot that would be more entertaining it's not a badge of honor it's not a it's not a purple heart <laughs> <laughs> do you I, here's it when was the last time you've seen someone take a picture of their flu vaccination card and post it never never you know what we don't need it for the COVID vaccination either no it's, one posts that. No one posts their negative AIDS tests. None of no that. Does any of that shit. I mean, I want to see what your culture came back. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Do you have a infection, a virus, and about? Those are the things that I want to see. I want to see that pap smear. Like, <laughs> I want to see your pap smear results. I want to be. I want to know what they found when they checked your prostate. Oh, we have pictures. I Put a picture of your colonoscopy. Of yeah, you know what? You should. They should take a picture of the doctor's <laughs> finger after he checks the guy's prostate. <laughs> You know, okay, how ridiculous does that sound? That's how ridiculous it is every time you guys post your fucking vaccination card. Just a selfie of you with a finger next to you? Got my prostate check today. I just, and everyone's like doing it. A speculum. I know, everyone's doing So this is why everyone's getting a bitch please of the week from LeBron's residence. But here's another thing that it, this all reminded me of. So... There's this game where you put this clear thing in your mouth and it keeps your mouth open and you have to say certain things. Oh, yeah. Look, <laughs> before you take a picture of your kid with that thing in their mouth, 
and post it on social media, that's the same thing they use in fucking pornos to keep your asshole open. Isn't it? Well, it's the same thing they use to keep your mouth open in porn as well. Yes. So. It's a it's a BDSM device. It's, it's, it's just don't. It, every time I see someone who does that, that's what I think about. It's like, where has that thing really been? And why would you play a game that requires a bunch of people to put something in their mouth and pass so it around? I, yeah, I don't know if like each person gets one or if you get it and you have to wash it. See, that's too much well, going on. You have to wash on. it, period. Like, I'll just stick with Uno. <laughs> All right, we want to wish you guys a great rest of the week. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, tell a friend about us. And blessings to all of you. Bye. It's the Nibelow. The Nibelow. Ooh.